Hello, and welcome to Bipolar Thoughts. My name is Steven, and I'll be your host. Uh, good morning, and as I'm trying to write this episode, it is 4 a.m., and I am struggling to get any thoughts out. Um, I've had a terrible time sleeping, um, it's kind of per usual for me. Um, I usually only get about four hours of sleep a night, um, which I, I take medicine for. I take Lunesta to help me um, help me sleep, but the dosages... There's there's two, like the highest dosage I think is two milligrams, and then the lowest I think is one milligram. Um, and I think there's like a one and a half in between that I just got prescribed. Because when I take two milligrams, I feel like I'm hungover the next day. I feel like absolute garbage. Just, just I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. Um, and then whenever I only take the one milligram, I still end up waking up two or three times in the middle of the night or you know throughout the night. So it does no good to take it anyway. So I just now I've got a one and a half milligram prescription that I need to go pick up and see how that goes. Um, I've been taking the two milligrams and kind of cutting them in half, and then taking a half and cutting that in half to try and get as close to the one and a half milligrams as I can. But it's such a mushy pill that when you cut the half in half, it like it just disintegrates. So I just pick up the biggest chunk I could find and took that. I don't. We'll see how that worked out. I don't. It didn't. I didn't notice anything with it. But again, it probably because I didn't get the right amount, the right dosage. So we'll see what happens. Um, I do have a sleep study consult coming up, um, but I'm not holding my my breath with that one because it's through the VA, and we all know that the VA is absolute garbage when it comes to healthcare. Um, but I wanted to get into sleep a little bit because I feel like it's something that people with bipolar disorder struggle with. Um, and I just wanted to give some insight into what it's like to not sleep when you have bipolar disorder. Um, <clears throat> one of the things I've been trying to do is put a little more information in my episodes. Um, mostly because I've noticed that a lot of people tend to just give their experiences. They give a little bit of information, maybe but most of the time it's just their experiences and i feel like there's not there's just not enough information out there and that's one of the things i wanted to do is start putting i don't know kind of finding that balance between you know having enough information but also giving enough of my personal experiences to keep you know to keep you guys engaged i let you have no you know to know that i'm not just some robot reading all fucking information um, which is what it's going to sound like, at least probably a little bit, um, because I am just reading off a bunch of information that I found. Um, but I'm also trying to give you my experiences as I go through the information. Um, so let's get into it. Um, we're going to start with some information. Let's uh, Sleep patterns play a significant role in bipolar disorder. A study examining the role of sleep with bipolar disorder disorder. Um, identified mania and hypomania as causing a as causing we're gonna start that over so let's get into it um, sleep patterns play a significant role in bipolar disorder a study examining the role of sleep with bipolar disorder identified mania and hypomania as causing a decreased need for sleep and noted people experiencing these states may have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep the same study named hyposomnia no, hypersomnia is a common problem among people going through a depressive episode. 
Problems with sleep are just uh, are attributed to problems with a person's circadian rhythm or sleep-wake cycle. The circadian rhythm helps regulate important body processes such as, such as temperature, hormones, mood, and sleep. When a person's sleep-wake cycle becomes unregulated, they can experience an increased or decreased need for sleep, uh, which can affect the mood. I can attest to this because my mood is all over the place. I don't get but about four hours of sleep um, a night, and even that dis uh, is disrupted by periods of like being jolted awake. And then just being awake for a few hours until like, you know, like I wake up at like, you know, 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning and then I'm awake until, I don't know, like 5, 5.30 and then I get sleepy and so I might lay down for like another 30 minutes or, you know, 40 minutes or whatever, but it's not like actually asleep. I'm just laying there. Um, but then, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty much up for the rest of the day, which is shitty because then the rest of the day... I'm tired all day long, and then I have other medicines that I need to take, like uh, Latuda. I had to take that during, you know, in the morning, uh, once in the morning, once at night, and then. But if I take it during the in the morning time, I get sleepy. You know, like it makes me more sleepy. So I'm already tired from not sleeping, and then I take this medicine that makes me sleepy, and so I'm like I'm I'm fighting sleep. Like it's sometimes it's hard for me to even like drive anywhere because I'm like I'm fighting sleep on the road, which is fucking hella dangerous and um it's just ridiculous for me to even try to do that so not getting enough sleep also fucks with my ability to take the medicine that i, I have to take sorry that was a little vape hit break if you hear me doing that i'm sorry i'm it's i'm also still trying to kind of get my head right from losing my brother um so honestly at this particular moment in time i really don't give a fuck about a whole lot so if you hear me hit my vape or drinking my coffee or my chair squeaking or whatever, it, it just kind of is what it is at this right now. I'm going to edit it and try to do the best that I can, but that's all I can do, you know. Um, anyway, so let's get back into it. According to the Brain, uh, Brain and Behavior Research Foundation, when it comes to depression, symptoms are most active in the morning, common in the winter, and common in areas with little light which shows a strong connection to the way the circadian rhythm functions i would say that that's that's kind of like i i, I want to say that's like living in in alaska you know where it's like six months out of the year it's like complete daylight all year all day long and then other you know the other six months it's like complete dark all like all it's nothing but nighttime like that's how like that can fuck with your circadian rhythm and people with bipolar i feel like that just happens naturally i don't i think with little light of course that's probably going to help or you know exacerbate that a little bit but i also feel like that that's just a common thing with people with bipolar um so anyway uh in mania the bpr foundation shows that changes in the schedule and traveling across time zones often predict highs which tend to be more common in the spring or fall these changes in your sleep patterns are likely to affect your social and waking life, which could put you out of sync with the rest of the world and could exacerbate your condition or sleep issues, uh, which leads to another theory about sleep and bipolar disorder, which I'm not going to get into, but this I found pretty interesting. I found a chart of disrupted rhythms, like like it says that I have advanced sleep phase, um, which is, means I go to bed early and wake up early. Um, so the, this this chart shows 
the delayed phase, um, which is going to bed late and waking up late, advanced sleep phase, which is what I think I have, going to bed early and waking up early, um, which is what I do. I go to bed way, super early because I'm fucking tired of shit, so I'm, I'm in bed by like 9.30, but then again, I'm up at, you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, which it says common, common in elderly people. I am not an elderly people. Um, I might be a little bit older, but I'm not an elderly person yet. I'm still at least 30 years away from that. Um, there's a regular sleep phase, um, fragmented rhythm where there seems to be no pattern. Uh, non 24 hour sleep wake rhythms, um, without the ability for sunlight input clocks that are no longer. Uh, that are longer than four hour cycles may drift over time. This is common in those that are blind or who live without sunlight. And then there's the highly disrupted long phases of activity during the day and followed by um, long periods of sleep. The social Zeitberger theory hypothesizes uh, that effective episodes in bipolar disorder stem from a domino effect, beginning with a life event that leads to a change in one's schedule. Um, from there, it leads to abnormalities in the sleep schedule, which lead to lead back to social issues and effective episodes. Especially, or essentially, in some cases, external triggers can lead to internal triggers, which lead back to effective disorders. Hypersomnia or sleeping too much um, is common during low periods of bipolar disorder. However, recent research from Stanford University shows that there are two subtypes of hypersomnia, including long sleep and excessive sleepiness, uh, which may resemble fatigue. Sadly, this period usually feels anything but rejuvenating, and those uh, with hypersomnia are 13.4% more likely to engage in substance abuse and more likely to report unhappiness and emotional disturbance. I don't know about sleeping too much. Um, maybe, I mean, I could say maybe when I was drinking, I would say that maybe I had hypersomnia where I would sleep a lot, but I, I think that was mostly just blackout drunk. I, I don't think that I, I've ever really had hypersomnia where I was too sleepy. Um, my thing has always been, I've, like, I've always just been, I don't sleep enough. I've never slept a whole lot um so this this that I, I find kind of interesting um long sleep is n- isn't necessarily what it sounds like sleeping for long periods um instead you may stay asleep in bed all day resting Im- imminently without interruptions uh of rest at night um these periods are not normal or healthy and may be difficult to overcome but they don't always mean you sleep longer than the normal population you may just stay in bed longer so that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, I thought that like it sounds like long sleep, like you you sleep a lot, but apparently you, it may just be that you stay in bed longer. I don't have that problem. As soon as I'm awake, I'm up out of bed. <laughs> like I, as soon as my eyes open, my feet touch the ground, and I'm going. I'm like I've already been awake for like three hours now. Um, excessive sleepiness. Excessive sleepiness is different that in that these periods could predict future manic episodes according to the stanford study those with excessive sleepiness tend to sleep an average amount of time around seven hours per night but still experience excessive sleepiness throughout the day often resembling fatigue and now we've come to the section that i'm dealing with the most insomnia or at least what i feel in some version is some version of um if there is such a thing 
So let's see what the experts say. Insomnia or trouble falling asleep and staying asleep is commonly a characteristic of highs, but is also extremely common in that in-between period where you where you're generally stable called euthymia. Mia. Euthymia. I, I can't pronounce that word. Sorry. In some cases, insomnia could only could also be related to medications commonly used to treat bipolar. I've thought about that. And I've thought that maybe like my Wellbutrin had caused it, but I've been taking that for so long that I don't, and I've had problems sleeping for so long that I don't think that that's, I don't think that's any of my medicine because like, I also thought that maybe my like ADHD medicine was causing it. But again, I've had a problem sleeping for so long that I just, I don't think that's any of my medicine. Um, but research published by the American Journal of Psych. Psychiatry shows that the youthmic, I can't pronounce that word, and I apologize so so much to anybody that knows that word or can pronounce it. I, please tell me how to pronounce it because I'm fucking it up bad. I know I am. Um, but anyway, it shows that those patients with bipolar disorder are more likely to experience nighttime sleep disturbances, impaired sleep efficiency, higher levels of anxiety about sleep, and lower daytime activity levels. Um, it, that sounds exactly like me. Um, it can be extremely frustrating to come to terms with the fact that sleep issues are common at every phase of the disorder, but keep in mind that common, that common is not the same as normal, and there are many options for coping with and managing sleep issues. Um, according to Dr. Chris a Aiken, um, instructor of the, in clinical psychiatry at Wake Forest University School of Medicine, which I tend to trust people like that. Um, sleep, sleep inertia could be per, partially responsible for increasing fatigue and bipolar disorder in the transition phase between sleep and waking, sleeping and waking. When you awake from a deep sleep quickly, this sleep inertia can last from a few minutes to a few hours in depression. It can make you feel groggy, slow your coordination, or your thought process, and physical response time. I don't feel like you have to be in a depressive state for that. Um, because like that sounds exactly like what I go through every night. Like I wake up and I'm awake, you know, I, like I jolt awake and then I'm up. So, I mean, my, where it says it can last from a few minutes to a few hours like that, I, for sure. But where it says like in depression, I don't know that you have to be in depression to experience this because I, I experience it constantly every night. I experience it every night. And <clears throat> so, yeah, I don't, I don't think you have to be depressed. Um, while in some cases a lack of sleep or lasting sleep inertia are cause are the causes for fatigue, there could be an, other reasons that your sleep feels insufficient. Those with bipolar one may be at an increased risk for developing obstructive sleep apnea, according to research from the University of Pittsburgh, especially among those who are overweight. Sleep apnea is a condition where the body does the body doesn't breathe properly at night, leading to worsened sleep quality, snoring, and sleep disruptions. In some cases, the condition could be dangerous and requires medical treatment. It comes in a few forms, the two most notable um, obstructive sleep apnea, OSA, where this, there's an actual blockage uh, that obstructs the breath, and the other being a neuro neurological condition where the body just stops breathing. Um, my guy thinks, that my like doctor guy thinks that I might have sleep apnea. That's why, one of the reasons for the sleep study. It, but it wouldn't be from the like the blockage it would be the neurological condition um if if anything 
But I, I don't think I have sleep apnea. I think I just have insomnia. Maybe I have both. I don't know if you can have both, but maybe I have both. Who fucking knows? My luck, I probably have both. Um, from here, most research starts getting like getting towards um, how lack of sleep can make you make bipolar symptoms worse. But that's kind of the point of this, like all the point of all this info. Um, so I didn't see the point in kind of going too much more into like into that. Um, so. <laughs> I know this wasn't the best episode that I've had, and again, I'm still trying to kind of get over my brother's my brother's death. Um, I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just saying that between that and not sleeping very much, my brain is just it's really struggling right now. Um, so I hope this was worth a listen. To be honest, I really don't know. <laughs> like, like I said, I'm I'm all over the place right now. Um, but if you are struggling with sleep issues, then please seek medical help. Sleep is such an important part of anyone's life. Um, but especially those, especially for people with bipolar disorder, because it really mess with our symptoms. So if you're struggling with it, or you know someone struggling with it, please try and get some medical help. Um, and don't take anything I say as fact, because I'm just a guy doing research and regurgitating that information. So... I'm not a doctor. I'm not by any means any kind of medical professional. So I'm just giving you some information that I found um, and that I found useful. Um, And again, a little bit of my experiences with them. You know, um, I hope it was worth it. I hope it helped you. And just remember that you don't have to sit in the dark alone.